What is up, everybody? Welcome into episode 42 of Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. We have reached the top two best games of the last decade, and these final two games are games I'm so excited to talk about. Obviously, number one, if you know anything about baseball or what's gone on in baseball over the last decade, I think you can kind of deduce what number one is, But I, and I'm very excited to talk about that. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to go off on how much I loved watching that game and how important it was to baseball and baseball history, but this one at number two, I think, is a little bit forgotten. In a weird way. I'm diehard baseball fans remember it, but I think this was one of the greatest, not just games, but sporting events of the 21st century thus far. And it comes to us from October 27th, 2011, Game 6 of the World Series between the Texas Rangers and the St. Louis Cardinals. One thing about this series, before we got to Game 6, which obviously is the second best game on this list, This was already a phenomenal World Series. In Game 1, Cardinals won 3-2. Game 2, Rangers rallied late in that game to win 2-1. Game 3 was a blowout 16-7 Cardinals, but you did have Albert Pujols hitting three home runs in that game for a memorable, you know, kind of display of his talents. Game 4, Derek Holland pitched the game of his life, shutting out the Cardinals. Rangers winning that one 4-2. And then a late inning rally in Game 5 put the Rangers in front in this series 3-2. They won Game 5 4-2. And you come back to St. Louis for Game 6. Rangers with the opportunity to win their first World Series ever. They'd won the pennant in 2010, were out for blood in 2011, finished with a 96-66 and record. We've talked a little bit about this St. Louis Cardinals team on some other games on this list. They snuck into the postseason, got hot in September, caught up to the Atlanta Braves to take what at the time was the only wild card spot available, and the National League shocked the Philadelphia Phillies, who were the best team in baseball in 2011, talked about Chris Carpenter's unbelievable performance in Game 5 of that series. And in the NLCS, they knocked off the favored Milwaukee Brewers to head to the Fall Classic once again. This was such a tight series, back and forth. You get to Game 6. I felt like the Rangers were the better team. I felt like the Rangers had a pretty good shot of clinching this thing in six games. It was going to be a tough one to recover from if they weren't going to be able to win the World Series this year. You felt like this was a team that from day one was kind of destined to, if not make it to the World Series, at least play in it. And by the time you got to the World Series and you saw them going up against a team that they had six more wins then in the regular season, obviously with the stupid uh, Major League Baseball All-Star Game rule in effect, the National League winning that year, the Cardinals uh, had home field advantage in this series, but you felt like the Rangers were probably the better team, a better offense for sure, pitching much closer, maybe even the Cardinals had an advantage there, but this Rangers team was a team that would win a lot of slugfests. I mean, a a top to bottom, one of the best lineups uh, of the last decade with Ian Kinsler and Elvis Andrews, Josh Hamilton, Michael Young, Adrian Beltre, Nelson Cruz, who was just unbelievable in the postseason that year, Mike Napoli, This was an incredibly tough lineup to navigate through, and Jaime Garcia, who was on the mound for the Cardinals, was going to try to navigate through it. And in the first inning, it wasn't looking so good. He gives up a walk to Ian Kinsler. Elvis Andrews singles to left, moving Kinsler to third. Josh Hamilton singles to right, scoring Ian Kinsler. So right away, the Rangers 
came out swinging. I mean, they, they were hungry. This was a team with a core that had been together for a few years, and they they were ready to get fitted for some rings on this evening. They wanted to pop some champagne bottles. They had no intention of playing a Game 7, and I give them a lot of credit for that. Now, in the bottom of the, of the first inning, the Cardinals, as they did so many times in the second half and into the postseason in 2011, bounced back. Lance Berkman, who was so hot for this team in the World Series, hit a two-run home run to left center off of Colby Lewis to put the Cardinals in front 2-1. to one. Ian Kinsler would bounce back with a RBI double in the top of the second inning, evening this thing at two runs apiece. And this thing would go back and forth in the top of the fourth inning. Mike Napoli, who, if there was anybody in this series for the Rangers that I felt particularly sorry for, it was Mike Napoli, who would have been the MVP of this series had the Rangers have won. He hits an RBI single to right following an error in left field. This was a very sloppy game on the Cardinals' part. It seemed like for the first time all year, they were starting to feel the pressure of knowing their season could end on this day, and they made several really dumb mistakes. This was an unearned run. But then the Rangers made a couple errors, or at least one error as well, at first base in the bottom of the fourth inning. Michael Young made an error on a ground ball to first base. And it would be costly because a few batters later, Yadier Molina would ground out to third. Lance Berkman would score, tying this thing back up at three. And then in the top of the fifth, David Freeze at third base for the Cardinals, who was a key contributor, the keyest of contributors for the Cardinals in this postseason, made a, a remarkably dumb error. I mean, just a colossal mistake on a very easy infield pop-up allowing Josh Hamilton to reach. And then the next at-bat, Michael Young would double to left, scoring Josh Hamilton, making it 4-3 to three Rangers. But once again, the Cardinals, at, this team was tough as nails all year, despite every mistake they might have made, every tough loss they might have had, bounced back. And you saw that in the bottom of the sixth inning. Following a hit, an error, and a walk, Yadier Molina would draw a five-pitch walk, scoring Lance Berkman, tying this thing up at four. It felt like it was anybody's game, but then in the top of the seventh, the Rangers flexed their muscles a little bit. Adrian Beltre led off the seventh inning with a solo home run. Nelson Cruz next at bat would homer, making it 6-4 Rangers. They would get another rally going. Ian Kinsler would single to center off of Octavio Dotel, scoring the pitcher, Derek Holland, who came on to bunt. So it was now 7-4 Rangers. Derek Holland would go 1-2-3 in the bottom of the seventh, and the Cardinals found themselves six outs away from elimination. Rangers six outs away from their first ever world championship. Now the Cardinals would get one back. Alan Craig would homer off of Holland in the bottom of the eighth inning, making it 7-5. That would be the only run that they would get across the board in the eighth inning, and we would go to the bottom of the ninth. Cardinals three outs away from their season being over. Neftali Feliz on the mound for the Texas Rangers. He'd been awesome for them in the postseason, yet to blow a save. Something had to give, and we're going to talk about one of the most memorable insane and unpredictable conclusions to a World Series game in baseball history when we come back next. Built Bars are tasty. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. 16 amazing flavors, 8 chocolate nut flavors, 8 chocolate nut free flavors. It says so on the packaging. 
Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. I had my very first one just the other day, the peanut butter brownie one. And unlike a lot of other protein bars, which have a little bit of crunch to them, these, they really do melt in your mouth. And Built Bars are healthy too. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy or girl. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Look at uh, something like the peanut butter brownie, the one I just talked about. That's 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, 3 grams net carbs. You can try them today, but we have a special offer as well. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. To an early morning breakfast burrito, to a 12-pack of beers while you watch the game, sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast, and that's where Postmates comes in. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery too. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, no more late night food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. And we're back. So like I said, Cardinals, three outs away from their season being over. The Rangers, three outs away from making franchise history, winning their first world championship in the history of, a very long history of the Texas Rangers, Neftali Feliz on the mound. And things started off pretty good for him. He would strike out Ryan Terrio to start the ninth. Albert Pujols would double to center. Lance Berkman would draw a walk. Alan Craig would strike out looking, leaving it up. To David Freeze. Now, David Freeze had a historically good postseason in 2011. He was NLCS MVP, cooled down just a little bit in the World Series, but was still a very effective hitter for them. Would end up breaking the postseason record for most runs batted in in a single October. He was unbelievable in this series. So, if there was one guy you wanted at the plate right now, it would probably be him with two runners on and the winning run at the plate, but going up against a really tough pitcher in Naftali Feliz, and Freeze got behind in the count one and two, and the Rangers found themselves one measly strike away from winning the, their first World Series championship in franchise history, and David Freeze changed history with one swing of the bat. Unbelievable. 
Joe Buck on the call there, and unbelievable, was right. This one was hit really well to right field. Nelson Cruz, obviously in the game in the lineup for his offense, not known to be a good defender. In fact, has been a very poor defender throughout his whole career. Now, a lot of people say that he should have made this play. He definitely made a bad read on the ball. It was kind of an awkward route to try to make this catch. If he makes this play, we're talking about a all-time great World Series catch. So I can't necessarily put it all on him. It was just a really good A.B. by David Freeze and an unbelievably clutch swing. And you felt like, all right, runner's on third now. Yadier Molina is about to walk this thing off. He would line up to right field and we would go to extra innings where this Rangers team really showed a lot of grit. They bounced back. Jason Mott, who took over the closers role in 2011, came on to face the top of the Rangers lineup. Ian Kinsler would pop out, Elvis Andrews would single, and then the reigning American League MVP Josh Hamilton came to the dish and put the Rangers back in front. Texas here in the 10th. His first home run of this postseason. You know, Josh Hamilton had struggled quite a bit in the 2011 postseason, but all of that was about to be forgiven because for the time being, he had just hit the biggest home run in the history of Texas Ranger baseball. This game back and forth, back and forth like a ping pong match. Finally, you get to the bottom of the 10th inning. Rangers, here we go. We reset the clock. Rangers find themselves three outs away once again from the World Series. And once again, the Cardinals wouldn't go away. Daniel Descalso leads off with a single. John Jay singles to left. Kyle Loesch, the pitcher, comes in to pinch hit. He attempts a sack bunt and it works, moving two runners into scoring position with one out. Ryan Terrio grounds out to third. The Rangers didn't care about that run. They were they were conceding a run, allowing Daniel Descalso to score. Albert Pujols up next, base open. The Rangers did the smart thing, which is they intentionally walked Albert Pujols. But this was a very hot Cardinals lineup, and Lance Berkman, no, no slouch. Lance Berkman was probably, at least for the first five games of this series, Probably the Rangers' hottest bat in this World Series. Obviously, you don't want to let the best hitter in the world and Albert Pujols beat you, but this was not exactly a guy you wanted to face. Scott Feldman was in the game to try to close this thing out again for the Rangers. And once again, the Cardinals found themselves one strike away from their season being over. Rangers, one measly strike away from winning the World Series for the second inning in a row, and Lance Berkman once again made magic happen for the St. Louis Cardinals. If I recall correctly, I think the Rangers were playing no doubles defense here as well, and I think this this line drive by Berkman would have dropped anyway, but it gave the center fielder Josh Hamilton no chance to throw out a runner at the plate, and we were tied once again. I mean, think about this for a second. A team down to their last strike in the World Series in back-to-back innings finds a way to rally, tying the game both times, sending us to another frame. We go to the 11th. Jake Westbrook would throw a scoreless inning, and then that would bring it back to David Freeze. Now, one thing I forgot is he was 
He was facing Mark Lowe, former uh, Tiger great uh, Mark Lowe. Freeze got ahead in the count, 3 nothing, And he took the fourth pitch of the AB, as many batters often do. The 3-0 pitch was a ball. And it was one of those sympathy calls that umpires have very often give. I mean, too often give. They called it a strike. Freeze would then foul off the next pitch, loading the count full. And on the 3-2 pitch he saw from Mark Lowe, David Freeze became an all-time playoff legend. That's such a great call by Joe Buck. It's actually a a throwback to his, the call his dad had after Kirby Puckett's walk-off home run in Game 6 of the 1991 World Series, a game and a series that had a lot of similarities to the 2011 World Series. The we will see you tomorrow night. Great call. Another call that I didn't, I didn't play here, but one thing Joe Buck said when he was just kind of shocked by all this, as many baseball fans were, I think it was after Berkman tied it, he just said, they just won't go away. The next game, Chris Carpenter on three days rest would pitch a gem, six innings, only two earned. David Freeze would hit a bases clearing double in the first inning of that game. Cardinals would score six unanswered runs, winning game seven, six to two in one of the greatest World Series of all time. But this game was the one that people remember. This game changed everything. I mean, it the, the Rangers have not won a playoff series since 2011. They've been to the playoffs. They've come close. They've had some really good seasons, yet no playoff series wins. And this one is going to haunt them forever. Still an empty World Series trophy case in Arlington. Tony Larusa went out a champion. He retired after this series. Th- there were things about this game that I noticed that I just never gave any thought to before this. Joe Buck, I feel like, changed during this series. Like I, I, Joe Buck, for the longest time, was like the biggest punchline of an announcer. I never hated him as much as anybody, but it seemed like he found this this enthusiasm in this series that he just hadn't had before. And I feel like over the last decade or so, he's been a much better announcer. And this game, personally, means a lot to me. I was watching this game my sophomore year of high school in my, uh, my family's basement. And I'll let you in on a little secret. Baseball, for a lot of my life, was a number three. Was, you know, went football, basketball, and baseball as far as my favorite sports. This game, watching it in my basement, I was so riveted. I was so fascinated. I was so tense. I, I had no allegiance for either one of these teams, and yet I was on pins and needles watching this game. And something after this baseball game, a switch flipped. And I don't I don't know if I would even be doing this podcast if not for this game. Who I don't know where my love of baseball would be if not for this game. And I think it, it may may have lacked I mean it was a World Series game, but it may have lacked the historical significance of maybe Batista's bat flip or or the iconic imagery of a moment like that or the game that we're gonna talk about in number one. It might not have been as as historically important. The Cardinals obviously have won World Series uh, before twenty eleven, but it was still such an iconic game, such an amazing game, 
And in a weird way, I think it goes overlooked and it never should. I David Freeze for the rest of my life will always be like one of the players that I always appreciate and cherish forever. What this guy did in the entirety of the 2011 postseason, but especially in this World Series and in this game, um, he became a legend. I mean, a good player, a solid player, but this was his moment and this was the moment for the St. Louis Cardinals. A, a brutal, bitter pill to swallow for the Texas Rangers. I, my heart broke for that fan base. I don't know how you recover from that. I mean, a strike away from winning the World Series and back-to-back innings, and you lose to the first team in the history of Major League Baseball to score runs in the 8th, ninth, 10th, and 11th innings of a World Series game. Simply astonishing. One of the great baseball games, not just of this decade, but of all time. And believe it or not, it's only number two on this list. There's one more game we still have to talk about, but I will save that for Friday. That will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at castellani four. You can follow this show on Twitter at LockedOnTigers. And if you have any questions for our mailbag segment, which I'll probably be bringing those back as early as next week, you can send those to the show's Gmail account, LockedOnTigers at gmail.com. And if you're feeling kind while you're in self-isolation for a few more weeks, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a positive review for this podcast. It would be much appreciated. The number one game of the last decade will be talked about on Friday's show. Looking forward to that. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great rest of your day and go Tigers.